Jones, 30, 35, 40, he's in midfield, and they'll never catch The Show Me Your News Network proudly presents Down the Sidelines. And now, representing the Michigan Wolverines and the West Virginia Mountaineers, you may know them as Yoko and I'm a Beast, it's Peter Stasia and Joel Orndorff. Welcome back to the Gridiron. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And down the sidelines is the sports podcast that debates and predicts the latest in the athletic world. We are part of the Show Me News Network, and this is the 13th episode on the, on the episode of the oh, I'm sorry. 13th episode. <laughs> November 21st, 2012. I think maybe the Gypter fan is hitting you a little hard because it is just yeah. before Thanksgiving. You are on location back home, aren't you? Well, I, I actually down at my sister's house in Virginia, because uh-huh. um, that's where she lives. My oldest sister, and um, cool. she, she has her two little nieces, or my my two little nieces, and um, you know they're just kind of running wild right now with the, <laughs> the puppy because we brought the puppy too. Aww. And so, and then my sister just got here from her flight off of off her flight from Boston, so. Mm. Well, I appreciate you making the time here. Oh, yeah, no. Um, we're trying to cram in podcasts, and we have our audio site that's down right now, so we haven't gotten the last couple episodes up online, but once that's fixed, we still make content. We don't pause for you here on the Show Me Your News Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this week, we got the red zone here with our three biggest stories from the sports week. Going to the 20-yard line, there is talk of the NHL labor proposal progress uh, possibly getting closer. And then as I look at this story, it looks like it's updated <laughs> that, well, the idea was that, you know, they have canceled so much of this. And they canceled the Winter Classic, which is going to be held at Michigan Stadium with the Red Wings and the Maple Leafs. And that was going to be a big event here. And it's crushing that, you know, they canceled it. Um, these two sides can't seem to get things together. They say, oh, can we take two weeks off because we just feel like we need two weeks off to not figure things out. And then they make an announcement today from, you know, Donald Fear, who's, you know, the head of the Players Union, that, oh, you know, we put in another offer. It's, you know, we're, we're given a lot here. It's, we're about, like, $182 million apart. And then I see now that when, you know, later in the day when I make this outline, that Gary Bettman says sides are still far apart. Yeah. This is this is ridiculous. It, it is sad. And I was talking with my brother-in-law about it because he's a huge hockey fan. He has all the premium packages that you need to watch pretty much every game and i was i was like going over the outline like with him downstairs and he was like yeah it's not happening yeah (laughs) i was like oh of course well it's interesting i mean listening to sports radio like there are people on the inside that you know in the very beginning they were saying like oh maybe you know thanksgiving thanksgiving is when they might get stuff done Mm -hmm. and so they're saying like just just watch if they sort something out by Thanksgiving, which is you know the next couple days, yeah, that could almost mean like they they planned it all along. If they could predict in advance that things would be done by Thanksgiving, yeah, because they wasted everyone's time for nothing, and that's just infuriating. No, I mean it really is because you know I love hockey just like a lot of people. I know you really do too, and mm-hmm. it's, it's just stinks because you know you wait for it, you wait for it, and then you know it is harder to find, so you have to pay for these channels and. And it's kind of like, what What am I paying for exactly? Yeah. I mean, it's one of the best sports to watch on TV. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's nonstop. It's go, go, go. You know, football is, is great, but you got to realize, like, so much downtime oh, yeah. between plays. Hockey is, is a great speed to it. It's like it's full back- contact soccer on ice with sticks. And <laughs> like, much faster, yeah. Yes. It's, it's great. Uh, but we got to ask, we make the play for a predictive element to these discussions for these stories. Are any games played this season? I think we asked this question earlier in the year when this first happened. I'm going to stick to that they're not. I think you almost have to like burn it to the ground because I think these people need to put their egos aside and just get something done. But I don't think they can. Yeah, I mean, you know, for the players... Because it's you know it's pretty much a stoppage for them, and um, you know the people that are watching too, um, it, it stinks. But uh, I I don't think that anything's going to happen this season. Mm-hmm. It's sad. It's 
just sad. That's all you can say. Uh, the 10-yard line here, we have two teams heading to the Big Ten, which is kind of important to me uh, mm-hmm. because that is, you know, I went to school at the University of Michigan, all about the Big Ten. They add Nebraska, okay, whatever, you know, makes 12 teams, you know, gives three, not three, uh, six per division, so you have a championship game, all right, whatever. Well, the college football landscape for divisions and conferences, constantly shifting, and, you know, there were rumors for a while, and now confirmed earlier this week, that Maryland and Rutgers are heading to the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know your reactions when you first heard this, Joel. Well, okay. So, you know, I my team used to play in the Big East, and I can tell you right now, I've been hearing the Rutgers to Big Ten argument for the past five years. I mean, it's. I honestly think that it was something that started working out last year. I'm, I'm sure of it. By, by the way that they, how things eventually went. Um, you know, Rutgers was pretty much the um, bottom feeder in the Big East for a really long time. You know, since they joined it all the way up until about six years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, they really, I mean, you got to be kind of impressed with how that program has turned around. That, you know, they put money into it and everything. And the way that the Big East is kind of, I mean, you could say falling apart because, you know, they try to reorganize, they try to add teams and stuff, but they're still getting in like original members taken away, basically. Um, I I kind of feel like if there's a conference out there where that program fits in, it's it is the Big Ten. I mean, not only just the way that they run their football organization, but it just it just feels right. I don't know. That's what I think about Rutgers. Maryland, <clears throat> I always thought they were in the right spot. Yeah. Basically, because um, you know they major, you know they kind of rely on their basketball as far as athletic success, at least you know in the past what ten years, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and it just it just felt like that's you know every time basketball season rolls around, all my friends from Maryland they get really excited and everything, but football season they don't really care that much. You know they're more into the crab cakes than the football. Hmm. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I mean, <clears throat> I guess they saw, you know, they didn't think adding Notre Dame for the other sports and adding Pitt and Syracuse was really adding that much that they thought they needed to stay. Um, you know, so they're losing some of those rivalries that they have, especially in basketball. I mean, yeah, in basketball, they're not having you know, Duke and North Carolina yeah. to play there every year. Like, they but I guess, happen. <clears throat> I, you know, football is king. It is, and you know, the BCS kind of is just the big thing. It, it makes the most money, and I guess you know, with their hiring of a new coach recently, you know, Randy Etzel, and then this move, they just. They're trying to go a different direction. They're trying to, you know, put more emphasis on football. Um, because, I mean, that's what, I mean, seriously, you know, the Big Ten has a really good basketball conference. But, it, again, just like every other conference, it's football. That's what's king. And that's where all decision-making goes in universities now with the athletics. So, um, I don't know. I, I think Rutgers, that's a great move for them. I think they're going to fit in right away. And I, I think they'll come in and compete right away just because – their style is very similar to a lot of the schools out there already as far as, you know, actual actually playing the games. I think Maryland will take a while, but um, I, I think this is another way for them, just like Texas A&M moving in the SEC, to recruit because in the past couple of years, UConn has been stealing a lot of Maryland's, you know, UConn, a lot of the other schools have been st- stealing their recruits, basically. Um and just because, I guess, recruits didn't want to play in the ACC. And so um, I think this is, you know, they say, oh, you, you want to, you know, stay closer to home or whatever. You can come to our school still and, you know, we're focused on football. That's our emphasis. We're not a, you know, not just basketball or whatever like that. I don't know. But I don't know. I, 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 you got to think that it's all about money. Oh, it's I totally mean, all for, about For both money. schools because – Neither of them has had tremendous – I mean, like, 
really, we don't have a big TV market. We are part of the Pittsburgh market. But the reason we went to the Big 12 was because of our athletic success. Um, these two schools are going to the Big 10 because of the TV markets. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Washington, Washington D.C. and you know, New York, New Jersey gives more people to you know, add a Big 10 network to their TV mm. package. And of course. That you know, gives I, them more options there. I mean, and that's the thing. I, I mean, you, they still make money even if people don't watch the games, if, as long as they have the subscriptions to those networks and stuff because the cable companies pay out to the conferences themselves. So basically what they're, what they're doing is they're putting their foot down, you know, from, you know, all the way up in Boston, all the way up there down to, to New York and then further down the coast. I mean, they're, that's basically what they're doing. They're trying to get, they're trying to get the big 10 network into all these households. Right. And I mean, it, that really is the best way for them to do it, just by adding teams geographically in those areas. I gotta say, though, as you know, someone from the Big Ten, it is frustrating in a way mm-hmm. to see like these teams yeah. come into the conference. To be honest, um, I guess it's a good thing that if you know specifically for college football, if they you know move into the super conference kind of format with you know four conferences, sixteen teams, and all that. It, I like seeing the Big Ten be one of those conferences that sticks around. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just wish that it were other schools coming and I mean, helping the competition. Again, you never know because True. nobody, I mean, everybody thought A&M might win one SEC game this year. Right. And, I mean, it, it can convert over to success. You just never really know how it's going to turn there's out. Gonna especially, a, there's going to be a Big Ten office on the East Coast. That's so strange. It, I mean, it's it's good for them. It really is. It just sure. needs more money. Yeah. Well, we got to think here as we make the play. If the Big Ten does add two more teams, you know, to make the 16-team conference, whenever that happens, because you know, 2014 is the year that Maryland and Rutgers join. Uh, which schools would you think they might acquire for prediction's sake? Well, I, uh, you you got to kind of look at what other conferences are going after. Um, uh, Louisville has really wanted to go to the Big 12. They've been wanting to go there ever since they heard that, you know, that's where West Virginia TCU were going. Um, but they really haven't gotten any offers as far as I know. Um, and so, you know, you know with the Pittsburgh-Syracuse deal – that the third team that the ACC was looking at was UConn. Mm-hmm. And there's still nothing has happened with that. And so since UConn hasn't said anything of them, I, you got to think that the ACC is going to start looking at Louisville instead. And so, you, you, I mean, you don't really know when these things are going to pan out. Um, I don't really know if anyone's going after Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Geographically, that would make sense for the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, they usually have a pretty decent football team every year and their basketball program is always really good. Um, I mean, you know, they'd finish like maybe sixth in the big East and that's pretty freaking good. Um, so, uh, you know, I geographically that makes sense to me, Cincinnati. Um, but again, would you, geographically, you know, you're trying to spread things out now, as mm-hmm. you can see. I mean, that's almost another reason I think that the Big 12 went for West Virginia, even though they're far away, was because it does get their foot in the Pittsburgh area, even though it seems crazy to think. I mean, that that's kind of how it works. You know, these teams, the money is out there for them to fly to all these places. They don't have to worry about that. So, um, I don't know, I, you almost want to think, like, if they could somehow get their foot in Florida somewhere, they'd do it. Hmm. You know, I mean, it sounds crazy, but you almost, I don't know. I mean, I guess they could look at South Florida even. I, it's just, there are so many options. Um, yeah, I, I'd say probably not any of those teams that just went to the Big East, Yeah, at least for a while. But, you know, Boise State, that could come up. And I'm sure that that's a program that, a lot of conferences would like to have, um, you know, at least in football, they're always going to compete. I mean, they 
I think they could have been competing in BCS conferences for years now and been fine. Mm-hmm. Um, their other their other athletic programs have to work their way up. But again, it's more for TV markets, as you can see with this recent deal. So, I mean, really, you could almost say anyone. I'm going to say I don't really know who my second team would be, but I would definitely say Cincinnati just because it really makes sense to me. Mm. I think it gives you another natural rival with Ohio State. Interesting. Well, let me tell you who some of the teams popping up in the rumor mill mm-hmm. here are because they're thinking that maybe these 15 and 16 teams might be coming down the pipe pretty quickly, which is just like a head blur after these news or this news this week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Notre Dame is going to be in the conversation. Yeah, uh, they have you know the TV deal expiring soon. Will NBC renew? And you almost got to think with this successful season that they will. Yeah. Um. So they're always going to be in the discussion because they have a lot of natural rivals in that area. Uh-huh. Um. Georgia Tech got their name thrown out a little bit, which is surprising. The latest rumor, and for the intriguing nature of it, you know, Texas is also in there. You know, the Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, those names are thrown out there. Um, two names that have been thrown out there recently with the latest rumors, and that's who I'll go with because it's honestly a crapshoot at this point. Not really football schools. But Kansas and North Carolina. <laughs> you want to talk about a basketball powerhouse conference? That would be it. Yeah, it'd be like guaranteed losses every year. Jeez. I know, but you got to think, you know, to play with against all those schools, you know, for those teams, that'd be pretty nice for recruiting. You start to learn what it's like to play in that old Biggie stuff. Yeah. God. Anyway. Thanksgiving coming up, big football day, and you know, down the sidelines, we do like our football. Mm-hmm. Um, so generally, for our you know, pick six, and we do this interaction with the Show Me Your News Network here, and people predict games. We generally get those games out on Wednesday. These you know, football games for Thanksgiving are on Thursday doesn't give them enough time to predict. So we want to at least you know preview them, give predictions for making the play, who wins each game. Um, so we just got to go through these few here quickly. We start with the first game at 12.30 p.m. Eastern time. Detroit is generally in the first slot, so it, it, it makes Thanksgiving in Michigan always a special time, but generally sometimes a frustrating one as well. Yeah. Uh, Houston goes into Detroit. Um, tough game where Houston's 9-1. and one. Yeah. Uh, very challenging. I believe the spread on this one is Houston is favored by three. Mm-hmm. Uh, see, I think Detroit running into a tough team. I know, you know, Houston had the overtime game with Jacksonville last week. I think they bounced back from that. Mm-hmm. And Detroit's secondary is just not good <laughs> at all. I think, you know, they hung pretty closely with Green Bay when Green Bay played one of their worst games of the year, and then the Packers just took it back. I don't think Detroit gets blown out, but I think Houston wins sizably. Yeah. Um, did you see the stats from that game? Yeah, it was pretty nuts. Oh, my gosh. I cannot, like... I still think that, you know... He doesn't... Um, Andre Johnson, I feel like he doesn't really get that much attention. For how good he is. Well, he's been injured a lot recently the past couple of years, so he's generally yeah, sometimes out of people's minds. It just mind. seems like, like, I don't know, you could like triple cover him and he could still have 100 yards receiving. You could triple cover him the whole game. I don't know. I just feel like for the talent that he is, even, you know, though he's been like injured lately, it's just like, I feel like he's overlooked a lot. Um, I don't know. They, you know, they have other weapons on that offense, so, so which kind of makes it scary. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, tied for the – was it tied for the best record in the NFL? Yeah. Best record in the KFC. Um, they're really good. And, um, you know, even on their – good teams, even on their off games, find ways to win, which they – I guess they slipped by last week. Um, they're, um, they're pretty good. You know uh, – Basically, one of the things, 
one of the things that they do really well on defense is they stop the run. Mm-hmm. I mean, they really stop the run. That's a really good pass rush team, JJ. Yeah, Wild I mean, that's the other thing. Like, really, this team is all around just really good. It's not just the offense. Their defense is really good. And that's, I mean, that, that was kind of like what I was looking at last year when I tried to, when I was trying to pick the playoffs this year. And I just kind of looked at them. I looked at who was injured. And I said, oh, you got to think they're going to be a lot better. And when everybody's healthy, that team is really hard to beat. And um, I I know Detroit Detroit needs this game. They absolutely need this game. I mean, they need all the games pretty yeah. much. Um, I just don't see them getting it. I mean, maybe I don't know. Maybe all the Texans eat too much turkey. <laughs> <laughs> that that is the that is the X factor in this to game. Play to win the game. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna go with Houston in this one. All right. Next game is always the Dallas game, and Washington comes into Jerry World to play the Cowboys. What do you think about this one? Um, you know, I, I kind of feel like RG3 might have a good game. Um, I think I, I think what he's, he's been kind of questionable after he came back from that injury. Um, but I, I think maybe he still does enough in this game to get them by Dallas. It's tough because Dallas has a really good defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I think maybe he just makes enough plays to get a close win. Maybe. Interesting. Dallas is favored by three and a half here. And, and I do like the Cowboys in this one. I think they're right now trying to prime for a stretch for a playoff run. Yeah, they, they need this game too. And yeah, at home, I think they've got a real opportunity here. They do have the mm-hmm. talent. Yeah, it's just whether or not they can put it together, and Tony Romo's got to have a good game for that. Oh man, watching them against or listening to them against Atlanta a few weeks ago was just like, oh, you like they couldn't do anything on offense, but they mm-hmm. they, they had playmakers. It was just yeah. uh, New England goes to the New York Jets, favored by seven. I don't know if the Jets can do anything right. At this point, this is you know the NBC football. They give them an eight twenty slot. Usually, it's been on NFL Network, but it's nice that they get to national game. I think on on paper, before the season, this looked like a really good game, and then you see how the Jets play, and that offense is just bad. I wonder if like they'll bring in Tebow for a few plays, and then you know the Patriots will just really rev it up. I see a pretty big blowout here. I don't know if I, I don't I don't even know if like uh, Reverend Tebow played if they you know that would even really make a difference at all. Um, They'd be like, I mean, we are you, thankful that we can play football on this day. Yeah, it's like I I don't necessarily think the Patriots run up the score as much as before, and I mean they that's something that a lot of people can talk about that kind of hurts them um you know ended up losing their tight end yeah um because they were trying to score 60 points or something I, yeah i don't know but hey i that's how i felt about them a few years ago when they were scoring 60 on everybody um i yeah you gotta take the patriots in this one i mean they were just scoring at will last week so i and i think that they you know they could do that against any team in the NFL, I think they could, you know, put up 30 and be fine in yeah. this one. Well, let's quickly recap the games from the the last week. We just go with the replay for college football week 12. We start with Rutgers at Cincinnati, <laughs> minus 6.5. They pull it off, cover the spread 10-3, to three, really defensive game. Yeah, that's what they do. They play defense. Yeah, they're lining themselves up to you know, win the Big East, and that's that's a good goal for them. Yeah, that, that should, uh, you know, I'd recommend the, you watch the Louisville Rutgers game, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, USC versus UCLA. UCLA got out to, out to a big lead. USC clawed back. It was a plus four spread here. USC loses Matt Barkley. UCLA wins 38-28, puts themselves in the position for the Pac-12 South. Looking at a championship again against Oregon for the Pac-12 uh, the loss of Matt Barkley, brutal. Every time, and you know that really impacted the game. Every time you, uh, we say 
you know, oh, well, this is just the same old UCLA team. They go out and they beat someone again. Like, I feel like they're so on and off. I don't know what to say about them. But, you know, recently they really have been putting some good games together. So, um, you know, good for them. Now go get your butts kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Ohio State went to Madison to play Wisconsin, minus three. Uh, they get it to overtime, score a touchdown there. They win 21-14. Yep. I was... Undefeated. Know, I was... I was rooting against them, but... <laughs> I mean, yeah, think about it. If they took that postseason ban instead of you know, forcing things to go to the Sugar Bowl against Arkansas, yeah, they could be going to the national championship game. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, well. scary to think of. Uh, Texas Tech at Oklahoma State. Could not be more wrong on this pick when I said Texas Tech. Minus 10.5, OSU blows them out 59-21. Yeah, it really surprised me too. Uh, After, what was it, after Texas Tech lost to Kansas State, it was kind of just like, I don't know. Like, I mean, it's just like when they played Oklahoma. It wasn't even close. They Um, threw threw their cards in the air, 52-card pickup. Yeah. And uh, I, I really don't know because their quarterback looked amazing in so like so early on in the season, and then just mm. looks terrible. Yeah. So they run the wildcat. I mean, if they prepare for it, it's a risky proposition for mm-hmm. Daggy running the show there. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma at West Virginia plus ten and a half. Tavon Austin has a monster game, but mm-hmm. WVU comes up short by one. Yes, and my own team made me my own words. <laughs> Last week I said this was a lock of the week. Um, as far as you, you could, you know, it was pretty much guaranteed that Oklahoma would, would at least win by eleven. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I mean, it was pretty, but it was pretty much Oklahoma versus Tavon Austin, and um, they they put him in at running back, and uh, you know he hasn't played anything at running back since uh, a little bit his freshman year. Mm-hmm. And he, but he was a tailback in high school. And they had two plays for him on offense, uh, run right and run left. And and he goes. <laughs> and, I mean, I, you know, there's there's a really good video of a guy I know that, that does highlights, up, and it's called Tavon's Night, and it's on YouTube, and you should really watch it. It's all the highlights from that night, and um, I believe one of the announcers made up a word to describe what he does. It's or to describe him, it's his cutability. Huh. Um, Just taking with, two words and putting yes. it into one. <laughs> and I mean, you know, if you like to watch, you know, kind of like uh, Reggie Bush style running, then you you should definitely go check out the video. I think I will. Yeah, fifty to forty nine was the final there. Um, we didn't cover. The Kansas State Baylor game last week because we thought pff, that wouldn't be that close of a game. They lost, yep. and that wasn't even close. That was like fifty-two to twenty-four or something. And then Stanford goes to Oregon, twenty and a half point underdogs, and pulls out a field goal win in overtime. Mm-hmm. Number one and two fall. So you have Notre Dame number one coming into this week. Alabama, another SEC team, back at two. I think we spoke too soon yeah. about the SEC breaking their streak. Though, shocked that Oregon lost. You know, everybody, you know, really watched that SEC championship game. That's true. It's going to be. You got to think. Yeah, and I mean, you look at the polls right now, and you've got to think that if Georgia beats Alabama and makes my SEC prediction come true, I mean, what? Yeah, I mean. The thing is, there, it really is going to come down to the computers with that one. Um, you know, the, the human polls will get their own thing. They will probably vote Georgia up. But it, because, because uh, you know, Oregon still has games. Mm-hmm. So you have to look at it that way. Um, I think they probably would leapfrog up there to two. I'm not sure about it. But, it, I mean, it really could happen. Um, and you got to think that it would just because it's such a big game. But I really like, you know, if Georgia comes out and just dominates Alabama, 
then they're definitely up there. Mm-hmm. If it is a close game and it comes down to like a field goal or something, there's going to be a lot of questions about oh, yeah. who is that, you know, it is that team and everything. So um, there could be chaos still. Absolutely. But yeah, Stanford beats Oregon. Uh, 20-17, shocking. For the extra point, NC State at Clemson minus 17. Clemson scores 62 and does not cover. How does that happen? He had like, Tosh Boyd had like eight touchdowns. It was it was nuts. That, like, that's crazy. But he needed all of them. So. Sure did, sure did. So and we went, to, you, were at, you were at the uh, the game in Morgantown mm-hmm. for Oklahoma and West Virginia. <laughs> Yeah. And that must have been a fun one to go to. Um, yeah, I'm glad that I went. <laughs> yeah. And then I took my brother out to the Michigan and Iowa game and mm-hmm. it was, you know, Denard Robinson's last home game at Michigan. He comes back with uh from the injury he sustained to his elbow in Nebraska, the one that they lost and could really use that game back right now for getting in the Big Ten championship. Um but he played some running back. Yep. And Devin Gardner at quarterback. So that'll be interesting to see. I watched it. It was pretty cool. It was an interesting game, that's for sure. Uh, NFL Week 11, Green Bay at Detroit. Uh, Detroit has the lead for a while. Green, back come, Green Bay comes <laughs> back. That's the phrase. And takes it 24-20. to 20, They cover that spread. Yep. I mean, they, they fought. They fought hard. Mm-hmm. And that would have been huge, but Green Bay just—I don't know—it just seemed like when it came down to the end, it was just too easy for them. I think they just got worn out, worn out, basically. Yeah. Philadelphia at Washington minus three and a half. I picked Philadelphia, saying if they lost, I would never pick them again the rest of the year. They lost <laughs> badly, thirty-one to six. So, Eagles, yeah. whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, I don't know. I was talking with someone the other day, and I was like, I got to think that Andy Reid's probably finished. And they were like, I don't know. I think they'll give him another year. So He's done. Yeah. <laughs> Turkey's finished. Yep. San Diego, San Diego at Denver, minus eight and a half. Denver only covers with seven, so they do not cover the spread. But they keep winning. Yep. I think they're going to be a dangerous team to contend with in the AFC. Oh, of course. I think because, uh, you know, the way that Peyton can read, read defenses is, I mean, there's only maybe one or two other quarterbacks that are that good at it. So. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis at New England, minus 9.5. New England 59-24. to 24. Running up the score. It's not the rivalry it once was with Peyton Manning moving on. Uh, Andrew Luck still with some inexperience there, but yeah. Trying to score that last touchdown, extra point, Rob Gronkowski breaks his arm. I, I mean, it's a fluke play and all, but at the same time, to run out the score like that almost serves you right. Yeah, I I saw that score and I was just like, what? Why would... I said what before I even heard about the injury. I was like, what the hell are they doing? Yeah. And then... Mm-hmm. Baltimore against Pittsburgh plus three. Mm-hmm. Baltimore wins thirteen to ten, so they get that cover of the three. Uh, Byron Leftwich had an okay game, mm-hmm. covering for Roethlisberger. Um, you know he had some moments. He had ran in that touchdown, but he had drill on that one sack. Yeah, he. Um, I'm pretty sure he broke his rib on that run. Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the game, and then, out too now. and then he broke another part of it on that sack. And so, I mean, you got to say something about like playing a whole game with a broken rib. It's mm-hmm. pretty like oh. I mean, he was grabbing it early, and really it impacted the game because it came down, you know, to the end there, and he had a guy wide open in the middle of the field down at like the 15 yard line, and he couldn't get the ball to him. And you know he's got a big arm, like yeah. he could he could definitely get it down there. But when you have a broken rib, it is tough. So you know Steelers lose their first string and second string quarterback to rip broken ribs. And well, they're now down to Charlie Batch. Yeah, and I they, believe they signed a backup from uh, Brian Hoyer. Yeah. yeah, 
And then the, the, the other, Ooh, other big story... Ryan Hoyer went to Michigan State. Yes, he did. Um, the other big story is they signed Plexico Burris. That's right. Um, who used to be a Steeler back in the day. Um, and so I... I think they looked at a few of the other veteran receivers out there, and, you know, he's just one of those guys, he's big body, he can come in, catch red zone touchdowns. I mean, that's the reason. He's a possession receiver, basically. And Plaxico Burris, also from Michigan State. Yep. So, big week for Spartans going to Pittsburgh. Chicago at San Francisco on Monday Night Football. Um, both quarterbacks did not play that would be you know jay cutler and alex smith out with concussions so you had jason campbell against colin kaepernick who stole the show san francisco 32 to 7 mm-hmm. uh totally covering the four points there and then causing some quarterback controversy uh so we'll see how that resolves itself this week point is we had rough weeks picking these college football games i went yep. two and five joel you went one and six Although you got a game up on me in the NFL, um, you went four and two, and I three and three. Brings us. I'm at thirty nine and forty five, and you are at that total as well for the college football. And your game up. I'm thirty six and thirty. You're thirty seven and twenty nine in NFL. Moses and Skull Jumper holding their their pace here. We got to get Moses on a show for the Bulls and yeah. Congratulate them and Skull Jumper later closer to the Super Bowl there. That's for sure. Yeah, and he can Moses can give a shout out to his Kent State team. Doing Absolutely, really well they year. are. They got to win that MAC championship though. Yeah, they do. So let's get to the pick six for this week, week thirteen, the last week of the regular season in college football. That's just crazy to think that we you know we started at the beginning of the mm-hmm. season. We just keep it going here. First game, it's the game here in the Midwest. It is. Michigan at Ohio State, minus three and a half at noon Eastern time. I think Michigan has a shot here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, you know, with the style of offense that they're trying to come up with, with Gardner and Robinson both on the field at the same time, I think Garner does play the quarterback position better, especially with Robinson coming off the injury. Mm-hmm. However, for the sake of picks, I'm going to pick Ohio State. Yeah. And it's merely for the same logic that I did picking the Michigan State game. If Michigan wins, great. If they don't, at least hopefully I'll have the pick. Yeah, it's it's a big I mean it's a it's a road game for Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's a big factor. It's hard to go in there. The well, it's, it's, it's very possible that as far as their you know long-term goals, it's going to be irrelevant. I mean, obviously they're going to want to play and beat Ohio State, you know, biggest rival and everything. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're going to be looking at that uh, Nebraska at Iowa game on Friday night, and if Nebraska loses, Michigan has to win mm-hmm. to get that shot against Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game. Um, however, if Nebraska storms. Iowa like they likely will, uh, that's going to become irrelevant as far as their uh, long-term goals there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so basically the, the game means a lot, um, especially considering that that possibility still exists for them. Um, Ohio State really doesn't have anything on the line besides a perfect season. That ultimate, You know, with a little asterisk yeah. beside it. Um, you know, I don't know if they're those kind of people that would, you know, put undefeated season up on a thing somewhere, even though it doesn't really mean anything. Probably. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, you know, it's still, it's still a thing to, even with the big 10 being down this year, it's, you know, it's something to be said if they do go undefeated. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think they probably will. Um, I mean, the fact that it is a home game for them, so it's senior night. Um, uh, well, not senior night, but senior day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, and it is a rivalry game. It's one of the rivalry games that a lot of people follow, even if they're not involved with either team. And um, they'd love to ruin Michigan's day, you know, basically – not allow them to get to the championship game if Nebraska does lose. Yep. Um, so I'd say 
I'd say Ohio State probably still covers that spread, maybe by a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to be wrong. So prove me wrong. There you Michigan go. State, Michigan Wolverines. So <laughs> there you go. Motivation. Oregon at Oregon State, the Civil War, plus nine and a half at three o'clock Eastern. Um, who do you think in this one? I still have Oregon. I think uh, you know it's the it's it's a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's one thing. Um, I think that they probably feel like they've let the entire country down. Because that's how I feel. I'm right there with about you. This. Um, you know, every I I can't think of. There's just so many people that wanted to see them in the championship game because they wanted to see what their offense could do against some of these other, you know, better defenses. And we saw last week. Um, you know, they got beat up front, and that was basically the game. Um, that you know that in overtime they lost all those yards and made that field goal really hard. To kick, so um, they just—I uh, I, don't—I th- think Stanford has a better defense than Oregon State, and um, I think Oregon kind of comes out playing mad this game. Mm-hmm. You know, the—you you very well see a fifty-point game or something like that. You know, they want to finish strong. They want to finish. You know, going. They know that they can at least get to the Rose Bowl after everything's said and done. So. Um, I yeah I, I think they can cover ten points. Yeah, exactly what you said. Uh, they come out fuming. Uh, I think some of the sheen on the Beavers' season has started to wear off. Uh, give me the Ducks covering the nine and a half. Oklahoma State at Oklahoma minus seven at three thirty p.m. Eastern. All these rivalry games. I know it's a big big week. I have the Cowboys. Um, not impressed with Oklahoma as far as, you know, you were saying lock of the week and everything. And I think Oklahoma State played surprisingly well last week. Seven feels like a lot in this case. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Oklahoma State on this one. On That's, the road. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of think that Oklahoma, I, I don't necessarily think any. You know, Oklahoma, they, they do have a really good running back. I still don't think he's as fast as Tavon Austin. I think that I don't think he burns them as much because, you know, coming in that game, Oklahoma had a pretty stout defense. They have one of the best safeties in the nation. I mean, a few of those guys will be playing in the NFL, I'm sure. And, um, they will, you know, they can have a lot of I, – I think that, you know, though our secondary isn't really good – at all, I think that that game gave Landry Jones a lot of confidence, and I think he kind of takes it with him in this game. It's a rivalry game; they're going to want to win. I mean, it's you got to think it's it's you know kind of payback for the way Oklahoma State's kind of recently kind of been dominating Oklahoma, mm-hmm. um, and you know Oklahoma. Has something on the line here. They, you know, they still need to win games if they want to have a shot at a BCS game, maybe right. net large. So, uh, you know, I think Oklahoma wins just because there's a lot at stake for them still. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I think Oklahoma State is kind of locked in at like a certain bowl range. I think there's like one of two bowls that they could go to even if they did win. Right. So I don't think there's as much at stake. Florida at Florida State. All these state and then state state. Uh-huh. state, um, state. Minus eight favoring Florida State at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Mm-hmm. What do you think here down in Tallahassee? Well, um, you know, I... Whoever's playing quarterback for Florida, it doesn't affect their defense as long as he doesn't put them in bad situations. So, um, you know, Florida still has pretty pretty good defense, I think. Um, and they have some playmakers. They just need to find ways to get them the ball. I think that's the reason their offense struggles so much when when uh, the one kid isn't in there because he, he was running that offense so yeah, well. Yeah, Driscoll, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, he's kind of a bigger body. He can run if he needs to. Um, I feel like they could keep it close. 
Definitely. Um, because I feel like they have the speed and talent on defense to kind of contain a lot of what a Florida State does. Um, so I can see this game maybe, you know, being like like a touchdown game, maybe like a three-point game. And I'd like to see a really good game because I kind of like the way these teams match up. Like, I feel like they can stop each other. Like, I, I could see a low-scoring game. Um, you know, I think maybe Florida State might pull it out in the end because it is – there it's you know it's at their stadium and it's uh you know i i kind of feel like overall talent wise because i think they have more talent on offense they may will be able to make the plays to get down the field late during the game so i i got florida state for the game but i think florida keeps it close enough to, for the spread aha uh-huh. um i have florida state covering the spread it's just kind of a selfish pick but they were my national championship pick at the beginning of the year they got to go out on a high note for me here. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Florida has been struggling, and I don't know if you know getting Driscoll back necessarily fixes all of their issues. Yeah. Um, but I think Florida State is looking for that, you know, quality BCS game, a warm up before they go into the championship game mm-hmm. against Georgia Tech, because Miami would have had that uh, division, the Coastal, with a win against Duke this week, but then they mm-hmm. impose their you know, second straight year postseason ban and preparation of all the Shapiro, you know, stuff that's going to hit the fan. Yeah. With all the investigations, so they're trying to lessen all that for themselves. Uh, Florida State will play Georgia Tech next week. I think they got to warm up for that and you know try to take care of business against Florida. Yeah. Stanford against UCLA plus two at six thirty. I think this is another game that you got to warm up uh, for that you know conference championship game. I've got UCLA. Uh, I think Stanford, you know, will make it a very good game. It's going to be a really close game. That you know, the spread kind of hints at that. Um, I think the Bruins are going to surprise some people. I mean, if they played so well against USC last week, this game's also at home. Uh, give me UCLA. Yeah. Um, you know, Stanford always seems to hold people way below their scoring average. So I think that it will be a low-scoring game overall. Um, I, I think maybe UCLA has more talent overall on offense, um, and I think that they can do enough to contain that running game um, from Stanford. So I, I'd like UCLA for the game, and I, I, I think they'll be able to. Yeah, I just I think they'll win. It's at home. South Carolina at Clemson minus four at seven p.m. What about this SEC-ACC matchup for you? I, don't, I mean, if you've been watching Clemson lately, uh, I, I, you know, I know their schedule is pretty weak going through a lot of those teams in the ACC. But, um, you, know, I, you know, I think that they could play with anyone the way that they're playing right now um, offensively. I mean, the defense, you know, last week looked really questionable. Um they're giving up just points way too easily. But um, I don't know. It's just like it's hard to pick against them the way that their offense is moving the ball. Um, I mean, it, it really does look what like what they looked like last year. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot like a lot more. And um, that team was really good. So um, I, I kind of feel like they can outscore South Carolina. Maybe just yeah. because I don't think South Carolina is built to score tons of points. Yeah, it's a spread of four. It's a big difference between the spread of 17 last week for Clemson. I'm taking the Tigers as well. South Carolina, you know, they miss uh, you know, Marcus Lattimore. They have a you know, strong defensive line, but if you kind of diffuse that with short passes, oh, yeah. like Screens. Clemson can do and all that. So, um, and then you're basically asking you know, South Carolina's quarterback to beat them deep. And yeah. while I think you know they can give up points, four should be easy for Clemson to cover. Mm-hmm. Give me Clemson. Uh, since my team, Michigan, is playing Ohio State, I get to pick the extra point this week, which is Notre Dame, number one Notre Dame, at USC in the Rose Bowl, plus six at 8 p.m. Eastern. Bring on the chaos. <laughs> Notre Dame has had a... Very lucky season. Defense, very good, yes. But these games that are against, you know, competent opponents, 
They have been close. I know, no Matt Barkley. It does make a big difference, but I think USC has enough talent. Otherwise, that the freshmen they bring in, they're talented. Mm-hmm. That's you know what USC does. They bring in talent. I think that if they cannot pull the upset and create some havoc in the BCS, mm-hmm. they might be able to at least bring it within six. So I have yeah. USC in my extra point. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with USC too for this one just because... Well, you don't have to pick it, but it's an uh, yeah, opinion. I, I just, yeah, I just want to give it my opinion. I, I, I would do that because, um, you I mean, you really got to look at a lot of the teams they played and, and what the score... I mean, they, you know, they have an undefeated season, but they have had so many close games. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that they thrive in those close games. I think they feel like they can win all of those, um, and I, you know they probably will. Um, you know, I I think anybody could throw to USC's receivers. I don't think exactly. it really matters who the quarterback is. Um, but uh, you know, I, I and I think that I think it'll be a close game. Um, but you know, there's. It's so much on the line for them. They never expected to be here, and I think they probably will win the game. Um, but it should be close. It's pressure. you got to mm-hmm. handle that pressure if you're Notre Dame. You'd have the game West Virginia at Iowa State plus one and a half at 330, though. Yeah, I think um, now that it's kind of – I believe been said that uh, I think Tavon Austin is going to start at running back. Um, after the coaches said we probably should have had him there at the beginning of the season, if we would have known this is how he could play. And after just running, you know, two basic plays the entire game, um, and I really like at least from what I've watched from Iowa State. I don't know. I don't. I think they'd still have trouble containing him. Mm-hmm. Um, and what happened this past week is once we started getting that running game going, play action was so easy. I mean, you know, we hit Stedman Bailey for four touchdowns. Um, and I don't think they really have anyone that can cover him because, I mean, he's an NFL receiver. Yeah. So uh, I think that we have enough offense to win this game. And I don't think Iowa State's offense is nearly as competent as Oklahoma's um, or many of the other teams out there. Again, they played Kansas State close when they played them at home. Um, so I think it'll still be a tough game. But, you know, we're trying to get bowl eligible. Yeah, so um, this game would put us at the, that. This game would give us that six win so that we could get bowl eligible. Wow, that's so, really surprising. Like Michigan State's in the same boat with a game mm-hmm. against Minnesota. And so like they're trying uh, to win their six. It's crazy. And if we don't get this one, then you know we got Kansas, so we got something to fall back on. But, oh well, that's true. Um, okay. I, I, you know, I, you know, like to get a road win. <laughs> so uh, I, yeah, I think we can cover that that tiny tiny spread that we're given. Mm-hmm. All right, let's cover the NFL games quickly for Week Twelve, the Thanksgiving week traditionally. Pittsburgh at Cleveland. We have this at a pick'em at zero, mm-hmm. which it's it's kind of strange because of all the injuries for Pittsburgh and Cleveland. You know, played pretty well against Dallas last week. They're at home. I still have Pittsburgh though. I still think just more talent in general with the Steelers, and at the very least, you can run the ball. Yeah, I mean, okay, you look at last week's game. Baltimore has a very good offense. Um, their offense did not score. Mm-hmm touchdown it was a special team's touchdown at the side of that game um and cleveland doesn't nearly have the talent on offense they do i again i really don't know if cleveland even scores an offensive touchdown Mm. and so basically you know all the Steelers need to do is probably score probably from the 10 to 17 range and they win the game pretty much um, I, i got pittsburgh Atlanta at Tampa Bay. How are you seeing this one in the NFC South? Um, plus one. I, Sorry, I, plus one. I got Atlanta still. It's a close spread. Um, I think they could go in there and win and kind of what – I mean, aren't they getting closer to securing a playoff spot? Yeah, they, they've got to be. 
Uh, I've uh-huh. got the Falcons as well, just bouncing back uh, from that loss. And I think Tampa Bay can put up a fight. They do have a, a a good team this year in general, but the Falcons, I think, are just too much. St. Louis at Arizona, minus one at 425. Give me the Rams. What has happened with the Cardinals? It's, it's embarrassing, and I think St. Louis can actually you know, hang with teams. They... Hung it with you know with San Francisco and drew that tie, uh, so I think Arizona should not be much of a problem, even though it's on the road. Give me the Rams. Yeah, um, Air, you know the same teams that St. Louis is you know tying with and you know losing close games to Arizona is getting absolutely blown out by. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's kind of an easy choice with this one. Again, kind of surprised the spread's that close. But um, I guess that's home field advantage or something. Yeah. San Francisco at New Orleans plus two and a half. This is a tough one. This really could go either way. Yeah. Um, it, you almost got to think. Uh, you know, I mean, the media loves to talk about it that there's going to be a quarterback controversy in San Francisco because if you watch their game against um, against Chicago. Colin Kaepernick just <laughs> destroyed them <laughs> through the air. Um, so you you, you got to wonder who is going to start for San Francisco for this game because I believe isn't uh, their quarterback healthy now? They said he needed about a week. I think so, yeah. So um, it'll be interesting to see who gets the – I really don't know if it's um, going to matter because both – I mean, both quarterbacks look pretty confident when they're healthy. And, uh, I mean, I was really surprised with how he played um, in his first start, basically, in the NFL. Because um, he ran that pistol back in college. Yep. Um, was that Nevada, right? Yep. And, um, but, you know, G- Drew Brees is playing really well. Um, and, uh, you know, New-, New Orleans is playing a lot better than their record shows. Oh, Absolutely. And, um, you know, they'd love to steal this game because, they you know, they want to try and make their way into the playoffs, too. So um, I think I still have San Francisco in this one just because I was impressed that, you know, somebody could come in and how adaptable that offense was for a new quarterback mm-hmm. um, and, and how easy it seemed. And that was against a pretty good defense in Chicago. Oh, yeah. So um, I don't think that I don't think it will be as tough for them to score, even though it really wasn't tough for them to score. Um, so I, I still have San Francisco in this one. I think it just depends on the defense here. Um, you have both offenses that are moving the ball, but San Francisco much more competent defense than New Orleans, and even if it's just by a field goal, I see San Francisco yeah. covering the two and a half there. Another team with a two and a half spread favorite is the Giants. New York Giants bringing in the Green Bay Packers. Coming off the bye week and coming off two awful performances. I don't know if I see the Giants you know, continue. Yeah. It's a tough team to come up against right after the bye. On yeah. a Sunday night football game on NBC. Give me the Packers. I think they bounced back from last week's performance against the Lions. Um, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know how you can pick against the guy. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I... I one thing, if, if Green Bay is going to win this game, they got to get something going on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, they they really need a running game, especially when it, you know, I mean, playoffs, I, I think they're probably pretty much playoffs. playoffs for the playoffs, but I think by the time playoffs roll around, they need to have a ground game because it's teams like the Giants who um, you've kind of got to be a little bit more balanced on offense against them because of those pass rushers. Um, those guys are insane. Um, and I think you, you got to do something to take the heat off of them. And if you at least watch Pittsburgh's game against them, it really hurt them a lot. I mean, they ran all over them. And so I think I think Green Bay kind of tries to establish a run game, and you might as well against a team who's D linemen are charging up the field, just, you know, straight up the middle. Um, so I got Green Bay in this game, and I think they try and reestablish their ground game. Mm-hmm. Carolina at Philadelphia, an even line at zero on the Monday Night Football game. Who do you have? 
I have Carolina. <laughs> I, like you, I don't really know if I can pick Philadelphia um, anymore, ever. <laughs> I don't know. At least, at least for the rest of the season. Um, they just, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, Philadelphia is dead <laughs> to me this year. After that last week's performance, that's abysmal. Give me the Panthers. I don't know how much. I don't think Nick Foles gets the job done, even if Michael Vick comes back. Eagles blow. What What is happening? <laughs> there. Come on. So we, we're all picking all the road teams this week in the NFL, even though we do our picks separately and bring them all together. And otherwise, our picks are about the same in college football, except for I've got Oklahoma State. Joel has Oklahoma in the minus seven mm-hmm. game there. And then I have... Florida State at home, while Joel has Florida with a minus eight spread favoring the Seminoles. Uh, otherwise, enjoy your Thanksgiving dinner. Yep. Enjoy watching some football. Enjoy the family. And yes. we'll be back next week with some championship games for college football and another week of NFL football with more stories. Get hype. Exactly. <laughs> Get very hype with that. I'm Peter. And I'm Joel. And we hope you enjoy the week in sports. Take it easy.